Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. This is incredibly important, and Governor Abbott has done the exact right thing, and I'll drive him more razor wire from South Dakota if I have to for him to do his job. What people forget is that governors are commanders-in-chief. We're responsible for the men and women of our National Guard. It's a heavy responsibility that weighs on our shoulders. And so we never engage our National Guard soldiers and those men and women unless it's incredibly important and if we feel that we have the constitutional authority to do that in this situation. It's nice to see people talking about the border. For a while there, it felt like it was only us. But the governor of South Dakota, Kristi Noem, one of the 25 governors, signing the letter showing support for Governor Greg Abbott, who has not defied a ruling from the United Nations. The United Nations, the United Nations, sorry, Supreme Court. I've got a UN story because uh, uh, they're supporting terrorists. I'll, I'll get to that. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, I apologize. See, don't look at two things at once, Katz. you got to focus. Supreme Court said that the Biden administration can cut through razor wire put out by the state of Texas. It says nothing about whether or not Texas can put up more razor wire. Thus, Texas is doing so to slow the flow of people into Texas so they can be apprehended. To oppose this is madness. I guess Republicans just want to kill more children, want to see them drown in the Rio Grande. That's actually getting posted on social media. You understand what's happening there. There's no rationality taking place. Nothing about actually solving a problem. Rather, go to one's ideological fiefdom and be sure to show how woke you are as opposed to recognizing that there's a problem. This happened on social media. This was sent to me. Republicans want to start a civil war over an immigration issue Donald Trump told them not to fix so he can win an election and escape prosecution for his crimes. Republicans and MAGA sold out our country to protect a con man, and then he says, and we, meaning the left, are radicals. Everything about that is insane certifiable you have heard me discuss the border now for months a year more when everybody else was focused on everything else what were we saying guys the border is the most important story in america we were well ahead of the curve governor greg abbott has to deal with an administration that refuses to recognize Article 4 of the, of the Article 4 Section 4 of the United States Constitution that refuses to recognize the powers given to the states as per the 10th amendment the humanitarian toll the economic toll of the border is not just Texas to bear Texas is to bear and bear alone thus The sending of illegal immigrants all across America. And of course, when you send them all across America, you're told by the progressive left that you're a racist. The Chicago mayor said this. Now, Al Sharpton. 
political side of the uh, proposed border uh, control uh, situation that uh, Trump is trying to manipulate. The politics of that is you also have Governor Abbott sending thousands of migrants into mostly Democratic uh, cities uh, that uh, black mayors are in charge. You have- Those are cities that have declared themselves sanctuary cities. You reap what you sow. I believe the expression is chickens coming home to roost. You think it's because they're black? The mayor of Philadelphia should be getting people as soon as possible. Danced when they became a sanctuary city. Actually danced. But all these cities, they thought it was so great and they thought they were so righteous. Deal with it. These people are not coming to Texas. They're coming to America, and America will deal with it. And by the way, so will your city very, very soon. No city will be immune. How could they be? But you'll notice even Al Sharpton decides, well, you see, this is about Trump. My God, we really are that broken as a society. Never mind that Congress can't get its stuff together, Republicans and Democrats, and recognize that there are policies that need to be passed, legislation that needs to be passed, policies need to be implemented that actually make things better. You need the technology to be able to know who's crossing the border. You need the wall to funnel people to the lawful ports of entry so you know who's coming into the country. These are rational pieces that need to be passed. Democrats want this to come along with funding for Ukraine. The problem is funding for Ukraine doesn't matter. I say this as a guy who believes we should send Ukraine bullets, and I know there are some of you out there who disagree with me. Then you want to send me some video from Tucker Carlson. I like Tucker. He's wrong on this one. (gasps) You can't say that about Tucker. I can. I did. I'll do it again. What, the guy can't be wrong? Um, That would be weird if the guy can't be wrong. He's wrong on this one. You send them bullets. And you make Vladimir Putin's life difficult. You don't send troops on the ground. You don't send money where you don't know where it's going. You don't send money to help them fill out their retirement accounts. No, 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 no. We'll help you live. The rest is up to you. By the way, this ends with Ukraine giving up land. You understand that, right? They're going to give up the Donbass. This is World War I entrenchment, full trench warfare, which means it's a war of human attrition, and Russia has more bodies they can throw at this than Ukraine. This ends with Ukraine giving up land. That's it. I don't know what else I'm supposed to say. The writing is clearly there. The writing is clearly there that the border is going to get America destroyed. And there are some people who are okay with this. And then there are some people who are unwitting to this because they would rather make this political than rational. They'd rather make it about Trump. They'd rather make it about evil Republicans. With all due respect, no one has time for your crazy. You need technology on the border to know who's crossing. You need to continue to build the wall, which is really a fence, so you can funnel people to areas so you know how they're coming in. You need to have more Border Patrol agents. You need to have a Remain in Mexico policy. You need to punish nations that do not do more to keep people from making this dangerous trek, including Mexico. And it must be done separately from anything regarding Ukraine. And if Democrats don't like it, 
No one cares. Lives are at stake, and they're American lives. So shut up. Stop telling us about your problems. Stop whining, crying, complaining. Stop it. Just start engaging policies that work. Not comprehensive immigration reform. We're not giving citizenship. It was Representative Ocasio-Cortez in one of the more mind-numbing, foolhardy statements ever made because that's what she does. You know, you would end the problem with undocumented people by simply, you know, documenting them. From all parts of the political spectrum, one of the biggest issues that we have when it comes to immigration is the fact that we have an undocumented population. Mm -hmm. Now you can fix that by trying to build a wall or you can fix that by trying to document people and create a path to citizenship. Mm -hmm. I'll go with the first one. And then we'll be able to actually know who's coming into the country. Because the pathway to citizenship is the incentive to break the law. And why would anybody be in favor of such a thing? Because you want the voters? I know, speaking of Tucker, there's that video going around uh, talking about what, what the plan is. I don't think there was anything new in that video. Of course it's been the plan. Of course there's an objective to create new voters out of people coming to the country illegally. Without question, as Representative Ocasio-Cortez just told you, that is the plan. But in the same exact way, this is a terrible idea predicated on the idea that everybody coming across the border is nice and sweet and kind and loving and giving and caring and just looking for a better way of life. You have got the people coming across the border who are only interested in death and destruction, only interested in causing harm. We forget this guy so quickly. If you are smart enough, you would know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. But soon you're going to know who I am. Soon you're going to know who I am. That's not a guy happy to be in the United States, thankful to be in the United States, wanting a better life. That's a punk. That's a guy you want to slap at the bar. Now, he also could be the guy who spent 12 12 years in prison in Azerbaijan for arms trafficking. That's what is... Uh, is thought we think he is right now. Who knows whether or not he's been apprehended. No wonder Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, is engaging every means possible to ensure the safety and security of Texas. No wonder he is. And it's no wonder that governors are supporting him. President Biden and his administration reads the letter the governor signed have left Americans in our country completely vulnerable to unprecedented illegal immigration pouring across the southern border. Instead of upholding the rule of law and securing the border, the Biden administration has attacked and sued Texas for stepping up to protect American citizens from historic levels of illegal immigrants, deadly drugs like fentanyl, and terrorists entering our country. The letter continues, quote, we stand in solidarity with our fellow governor, Greg Abbott, and the state of Texas in utilizing every tool and strategy, including razor wire fences, to secure the border. We do it in part because the Biden administration is refusing to enforce immigration laws already on the books and is illegally allowing mass parole across America of migrants who entered our country illegally. Now, you know. 
that people are coming across. And all right, here here's your 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 paper. Uh, uh, you have to be in front of a judge uh, in five years. I'm sorry, did you say five years? Yeah, five years. Five years. It'll go quick. It'll go quick. Five years. We're saying this all over the place. And we're just letting people into the country. And no, it isn't a proper vetting process as far as I'm concerned. The governors continue, I quote, the authors of the U.S. Constitution made clear that in times like this, states have a right to self-defense under Article 4, Section 4, and Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3 of the U.S. Constitution. Because the Biden administration has abdicated its constitutional compact duties to the states, Texas has every legal justification to protect the sovereignty of our states and our nation. Governor Ivey of Alabama, Dunleavy of, of, of Alaska, uh, Sanders, Sarah Sanders of Arkansas, DeSantis of Florida, Brian Kemp of Georgia, Brad Little of Idaho, Eric Holcomb of Indiana. Now, uh, I, I live in Indiana, so I've been following. Uh, no statement specific from Governor Holcomb, but he is, according to all the reporting, uh, a signer of this letter. Kim Reynolds of Iowa, Jeff Landry of Louisiana, Tate Reeves of Mississippi, Mike Parsons, Missouri, Greg Gianforte, Montana, Jim Pillen of Nebraska, Lombardo, Governor Lombardo of Nevada, Chris Sununu of New Hampshire, Doug Burgum of North Dakota, Mike DeWine of Ohio, Kevin Stitt, Governor of Oklahoma, Henry McMaster of South Carolina, Christy Nome, South Dakota, Bill Lee, Tennessee, Spencer Cox, Utah, Greg, uh, sorry, Glenn Youngkin, Virginia, Jim Justice of West Virginia, and Mark Gordon of Wyoming. That's who signed the letter. At a time like this, it is imperative that the people who engage the politics of but Trump be told to but kiss off. We're talking about our lives here and and America's future. They're not serious about it. They want to scream Trump. I can show you where Republicans and Democrats and Democrats and Republicans have failed epically for two decades. Do I hear three? We're not interested in playing a blame game. Here are five pieces of legislation. Here's what will work. Let's go do it. Here is what we have on the books. Let's go implement it. Here's the technology need. Let's go do it. Sorry, Ukraine doesn't come now. Ukraine comes later because Ukraine's not as important as the southern border. No Ukrainian is as important as any American. Not a single One, I didn't say they weren't important. I just said they weren't as important as Americans. I rank these things. I put the children being trafficked by the cartels ahead of the Ukrainians. Me, I rank these things. But any American who doesn't rank the needs of Americans and American kids and American lives first is unserious. And we should tell them that they're unserious. The demands are simple. Protect the country. And if Joe Biden doesn't want to do it, my God, how easy are you going to make it for Donald Trump? And for the people screaming that Trump is orchestrating this, this problem exists long before Trump got here. Trump took the first, maybe the biggest action you've ever seen regarding a wall to limit this by forcing people into these ports of entry so they could be apprehended. Or at least force them into areas where they could be apprehended, period. We have a problem. If you don't want to fix it, get out of the way. And if you don't get out of the way, we should push you out of the way. The country 
demands that we protect every Republican and every Democrat. I think elected officials should go do that. And if they won't do it, I think we should get rid of elected officials. And the states that are willing to fight should fight like all bloody hell. They've got my support. I'm Tony Katz. So Leah Thomas, who is a man, swimmer, I mean, launched the career of Riley Gaines. I don't think Riley Gaines really wanted this, but she happens to be very, very good at it. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Leah Thomas is a man who believes in abusing women uh, by saying I should be allowed to swim uh, competitively against them and then, you know, take trophies from them. Leah, you can call yourself Leah if you want, still a man, hired a Canadian law firm to speak to the Court of Arbitration for Sport in Switzerland to overturn rules imposed by World Aquatics because he, Leah Thomas, wants to try out for the Olympics. World Aquatics says uh, that if you have undergone any part of male puberty, you don't get to take part in a female category. Right. Right, 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 and correct. So now you want to sue for the right to abuse more women. It, it is what it is, what it is. It's abuse. Uh, it, it is my sincerest hope that um, this is, of course, a thrown out. And certainly uh, would be my hope that anybody competing in the Olympics doesn't go along with this. Now, that's a hard thing to ask because you're telling people, hey, you've trained your whole life. And now stand on my principles and stop. Don't swim. That's um, that's a hard thing to ask. It is. Uh, I, I, rather, uh, it would be better if um, we just said no. We just said no. You want to live your life a certain way. I don't get to tell you what to do. You're you're an adult. Children's a much different subject. But you don't get to live your life for other people. And abusing women should be met with a demand to stop. A forceful demand to stop. An unrelenting demand to stop. A we will not stop demanding until you stop. And every now and again we'll remind you that you tried to tell these women to lay back and take it. It's an obscenity. And the people who defend this, that's a lot of evil. Meanwhile, we'll see uh, what happens in 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 the in the courts the world aquatics group is not commenting on uh the 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 legal challenge and for the record when groups like people magazine or or whoever it is refers to leah thomas as she you're part of the problem stop lying lying is never good Leah Thomas will always be a man until the day he dies. And that's just the way it is. I'm Tony Katz. 
vision, I'm going to err on the side of more freedom and personal choices of those kinds of things. And I made that same argument when I wanted to legalize marijuana. Like, and you know, half of, more than half a million Americans die every year from smoking and t- tobacco, uh, or you know, tens and tens of thousands die from alcohol. And I think there's bigger issues to address than than that product. So I, I don't support, and I would never in, uh, support snuff or chewing tobacco. But it's available. That's Senator John Fetterman. Siding with Zinn, this nicotine pouch, you've got Senator Chuck Schumer and others who want to go after it, want to ban it, get rid of it. And he's like, no, I'm going to err on the side of of more freedom. And people want to do it. I don't think they should, but they can. Oh, my gosh. The stroke fixed him. I don't. There comes a moment where you're like, I don't know what I'm looking at now. I don't understand what has happened. I couldn't tell you. This is all nutty. I wonder if the people of Pennsylvania are happy. Oh, they were happy to vote for him over uh, Mehmet Oz, Dr. Oz. Oh, they were they were happy uh, to elect him even though he had had the stroke and he could not communicate. He wasn't okay. And it was it, it to, for just for the sake of clarity. So we understand each other. It was disgusting that his family let him do this. I think abusive. I haven't changed on that. But clearly he is now able to understand the questions asked of him and he's able to answer in cogent sentences. I wouldn't call him the most eloquent guy or the most loquacious guy, but he's putting together full sentences and they make sense. Supporting uh, Israel... How could you not note? How could you say there's nothing wrong with the southern border? There's clearly a crisis on the southern border. Hey, I don't think people should do chewing tobacco, but I'm going to err on the side of more freedom. Who is this guy? And are the people of Pennsylvania in any way, shape, or form happy about it? Happy about what they got uh, in, in, in the end? And how exactly is he going to let us down like three months from now? I don't know if I said hello. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. That is the number. Feel free to be a part of the show. Ask me mostly anything. Agree, disagree. Would love to hear from you. 833-GOT-TONY. I saw a post um, from Josh Hammer. And uh, the Post, uh, by the way, Josh Hammer is the uh, editor-at-large over at Newsweek. And the Post was was that the UNRWA is a terrorist organization. And I'm like, oh, well, it's not. You're going to get me to disagree. The UNRWA is United Nations Relief and Works Agency. And the minute you heard United Nations, you're like, well, everything's possible. Let's learn more. Terrorist organization, Josh. What's the story? The story is is that the United States has put a pause on funding the United Nations Relief and Works Agency over claims 
that the staff was involved in the October 7th terrorist attack from the terrorist organization Hamas that murdered 1,200 Israelis and others and raped women and burned women and children alive and kidnapped children and the elderly. The UNRWA is claiming that it has fired several people, a full investigation into information that has been supplied by Israel, the UN Secretary General, Antonio Guterres, who has spent his time excoriating Israel for uh, his existence, for their existence, right? Excoriating Israel for not just giving in, claiming he was, quote, horrified by this news. Horrified. There are still over 100 hostages being held by Hamas, children being held in cages. It used to be uh, that that was a, a thing. Right, We didn't like that. Now, uh, I guess it's fine. The U.S. State Department said it was extremely troubled by the allegations of U.N. staff involvement in the attacks. Let's make sure that we all understand each other. Is there any question? And if you say, well, I would like at least an investigation to know, is there any question as to whether or not the United Nations is chock full of of Jew haters. The UN has so many Jew haters, you would think it was the US Congress. I mean, it is just lousy with them. Lousy. And what's really sad about this is that when they get together for breakfast, no bagels. That's, I mean, look, you, you set the rules. An aide to the uh, advisor to the Israeli prime minister uh, told the BBC that the Hamas attacks had involved, quote, people who are on the UNRWA salaries. His name is Mark Regev, or maybe it's Regev. Uh, Information showing that teachers working in UNRWA schools had, quote, openly celebrated the attacks. And an Israeli hostage, hostage who had been released stated that she had been held in the house of someone who worked for UNRWA. I think very few of us are surprised by the allegation because somewhere, without, you know, not that we spend all our day thinking about it, we would have gone, oh, the UN? Yeah, I could see it. Right? It may not have been, oh, absolutely, 100%. Who doubts it? For some some of you, it it may have been totally that. But for a lot of us, it would have just been like, yeah, I could see it. That's the United Nations. Never met a despot they didn't like. And in every single way, trying to find a a way to blame Israel. I'm surprised they didn't blame Israel for COVID. Always blame Israel. Always go after Israel. But this is really much more than a story just about uh, their, their hatred of Israel. What value does the United Nations bring us? And this is about friends and allies and about how we see the world. You can internalize this, if, if you will. Are you friends with people who suck the energy right out of you? Are you friends with people who, when you leave, you're like, you know what? That's a bad dude. That's a bad person. They're a bad guy. Sometimes you drop a friend because they just take the life force out of you. They're draining, draining people, and 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 rightfully so. Who needs that? 
You want people who are, you know, sometimes a friend's having an issue. You're there for a friend. Sometimes the issue lasts a long time. Sometimes it's a big issue. I'm not saying don't be a friend. You know, it's letter Kenny. When a friend asks for help, you help them. But if the friend is always asking for help and never providing any help, uh, that's not a friend. That's someone who's draining you dry, and there's a time to, all right, you got to you gotta go, kitten. I, I, I can't have you in my life. The purpose of the United Nations at this stage of the game is the idea that the conversation and the communication is valuable. We need to be talking to each other. We need to be sharing with each other. We need to find ways to work together, whether it is to uh, uh, resolve conflict or alleviate issues, to provide something better. The question before us is, let's take the last 20 years. What has the UN done to make anything better anywhere? And you could take that from a a United States point of view and ask how the lives of Americans are better with funding of the UN in, in, in the, and the massive amount of funding. It's it's on U.S. soil and, and everything else. Um, what have they done for the world? Whose life is better outside of those who get to work at the UN in this great piece of real estate and expense every meal they've ever had? That's a question. A worthwhile question. And I don't, I don't know where lives are better. I do know where money gets stolen, money gets wasted. I am fully aware of how they always side with the most awful, and they always want to find fault with those who are not awful. The United States is always wrong. Israel is always wrong. Somehow China lying about the origins of COVID, eh, whatever. Libya and Cuba get to be on some kind of human rights council because, you know, they don't deal in any abuses. It's madness. And we have noticed this for a long time. But we haven't yet asked the question, what's the point of it all? Now, someone could say, well, Tony, you keep your friends close, you keep your enemies closer. It's like, oh, oh, is that the, is that the way we're playing it? I don't think that's actually the point. And I don't think we actually get enough benefit from it. But if the UNRWA was involved, then yes, the terrorists. And this leads us to something else that we have to discuss out loud. There are indeed some cultures that cannot be reasoned with. You can't make anything better. You cannot change where they are or where they are at. And we should accept the fact that while it would not be true of everyone because there's never 100% to a set, we should be clear that in Gaza, the majority of people want Israel destroyed and Jews dead. 
And that's going to put a serious crimp on the idea of a two-state solution. Considering, of course, they don't believe that Israel should be a state at all. And considering, of course, those of us who believe that Israel has the right to exist and the right to defend itself. Some people say, uh, if you do that, you're a Zionist. Well, my name is Tony Katz, and I'm a Zionist. I apologize for nothing. For nothing. But you can't get to a two-state solution. Biden keeps pushing for a two-state solution. He thinks he can do this. Then again, this is the guy who thought he could create a relationship and bring Iran to the table. But we just stated there are some cultures and some philosophies that you simply cannot reason with. Yet there he is. There he is. This recognition is why you have the stories about Netanyahu rejecting Palestinian sovereignty. Ah, you get rid of Hamas and the Palestinians just govern themselves. They can't govern themselves. They can't. How would that work? How would it work? The only way to keep Hamas out is to actively engage in a way that keeps Hamas out from reforming, from rebuilding. Do I want a free Gaza? It doesn't bother me none. But we got to be honest about the thing. It's been decades of the people of Gaza living under the hellscape of Hamas. They want to call Gaza, the left likes to call Gaza an open air prison. Sure, Hamas is the warden. And Hamas decides who gets to leave, and Hamas gets to decide who gets a visitor, and if you get too uppity, Hamas kicks your ass. That's what we know to be true. Now, you've done everything in your power to destroy Hamas, which should be destroyed because it's a terrorist organization. How do you ensure that what remains starts to have the opportunity to get it out of their head that Israel's their enemy, and here they are in this land with some incredible beachfront property. Now go build a hospital. Now go build a life. And maybe engage in education for your kids that doesn't include, here's how you kill the Jews. You have to do that by having some, the only way to do that is by having someone, some organization, some group, some nation, keeping an eye on the thing. Israel said it should be Israel, and everyone was like, oh, how dare you? Well, they're probably the best choice. What are you going to suggest? The United Nations? Those Jew haters are lousy with terrorists who may have been involved in the AA planning or B execution of October 7th. So they're out, right? This story goes in a lot of directions and takes you down a lot of roads. Just as much as it has to be remembered that there is no rationalizing or reasoning with certain cultures and certain philosophies. One has to note that the United Nations provides no value. And either we make changes so it does, or why don't we talk about walking? I'm Tony Katz. 
research. Biden's job approval is 33% and his disapproval is 65%. And holy cow, that's bad. And producer Carl, Carl's in today. It, it was over at Fox. Uh, the the argument that some people were making is that his uh, a job approval is so bad because he doesn't take enough credit for all the things he's done right. Yeah, that was the graphic on Fox News. That was the graphic. Ah, okay. So this has people arguing that Biden is done. He's finished. Anybody could beat him. It's over. Now I ask you, what does this tell you? The approval for Joe Biden is 33%. The disapproval is 65 He's underwater with people who are white, black, Hispanic, Asian. Uh, oh, post-grad likes him 50 to 49. So the elitists. College graduates, uh, 36% approval. No college and ages 18 to 29. 18 to 29, disapproval is at 71%. What does that tell you? You know the answer. That's right. There's no chance he's the nominee. Start planning accordingly. This is Tony Katz today.